Hello and welcome to another episode of We Are Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for September. Because I'm not doing the days of the week anymore. Because people keep thinking I'm missing out stuff and I'm not all the time. Joining me today or tomorrow or Wednesday or Friday, and I've just said I wouldn't do the days of the week and I already have, uh, it, is, it is his 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 dukeness. Dukeness, I like it. <laughs> He's the duke of cardboard. He is the oh, master nice. of dice. He is yes. rolling around in his worker placement carriage. I give you the one, the only, his royal hugeness. It's Mr. Dan Hughes. Thank you very much. You missed out the Cardinal of Cards. Um, that's my other title. That's uh, it, it, it was it was um, it, it was off the bottom of my show notes because the title was so long that it went onto the second page and I got I panicked. About scrolling down. <laughs> That's fine. I, I will. I will forgive you this. This minor lapse in kind of protocol. I was um, really. I was really. You know how you're gonna thing where you're mucking about in your screen. You've got the Skype dialogue box open, and I'm thinking if I press a button, then this sucker's gonna disconnect the call, <laughs> and I'm just gonna end up talking enough. to myself, which is never gonna be a good thing. Um, thank you very much for coming on. No worries, thank you very much. It's been a been a, a, a long time coming. I, we've we've organised and I've cancelled a number of times, um, but, so but I do apologise. But it doesn't matter because you're here and it's September, which means we're getting rid of this horrible, muggy, hot weather, and we're getting horrendous into the heat. The horrendous heat. Go out and yes. I can wear a jacket and I can wear my scarf and I can wear my minions gloves once again and be a happy man and still not get mocked in the street. Um, I guess we better yeah. do the we better do the admin and say hello to everybody out there. Hello, everybody out there. Um, hello. The reason that we do this is because we've done two hundred episodes, and it seems rude not to just stop and retire. I, see, I, I, I'm 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 disappointed. You've done two hundred already because last time I was listening to your podcast, yeah. um, you 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 were approaching two hundred. Have Have you recorded it in in? Has it been recorded but not aired, or have I just missed a podcast? No, no, that the two hundred one is 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 um, in the process of being um, finely tuned and owned ah, and seasoned like a fine wild salmon. Um, Marvelous. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that. I'll, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> uh, and the other reason is because, um, as I say, me and Dan have been speaking back and forth for a bit, and it was about time to get him on so we could have a little chat about himself and. Where it's my favourite topic, to be fair. <laughs> Shall we start proceeding, sir? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you got into this uh, top of table, top hobby, nonsense stuff, um, things? Yes, I, I can do. Um, my name's Dan, uh, Dan mm-hmm. Hughes. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nurse. I'm a father. Um, I do various online things. Uh, and what I tend to do is do online things and quit them. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my raison d'etre. But yes... Um, I've been into. To, depends. Like many people, I I started board gaming and, and tabletop gaming and stuff when when I was twenty. I'm I'm forty two now, so I'm old. Um, and then I kind of fell away from it, and then I kind of had this big resurgence, um, kind of about five years ago. So it depends depends when you want to talk about where I started. Really, I started with D and D and Warhammer and Talisman. Oh, dear. Um, I, I, <laughs> It said like I that's like a was... look regretful thing. It's like oh it's like, man, do you know Every... I, mean? I, used to, I used to do skateboarding, BMX, and bit of shoplifting. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, well, it is like awkward. that, isn't it? 
if I if I could be guaranteed that taking up smoking would would reduce the hours of my life where I was playing Talisman, then I'd be on forty a day. I tell you, <laughs> Talisman is, is is abhorrent. It's an you abhorrent abomination. <laughs> you should speak to um, Steve Tudor and Andy Lewis of Polyhedron Collider because oh, uh, they they hate it. Just they, in fact, I think um, they hate it potentially as much as you do. What's bad about Talisman? What's good oh, about it's, Talisman? It's, what's good about Talisman? That is exact. Talisman is is one of those games. It's it's just there's just nothing to it, is it? There's nothing to it. I don't mind games that are pure luck, but not ones that are pure luck that take three hours to play, and then at the end of it, you might as well just flip a coin to see who wins. It's atrocious game. It's it's almost as bad as Betrayal and House on the Hill, but it's not quite. Because people people don't make excuses for Betrayal. On the Hill. They don't say, oh, it's nostalgia and. People genuinely think Betrayal in the House of the Hill is a good game, and that baffles me. Everyone knows Talisman's rubbish, but they play it out of nostalgia. Um, yeah. Yeah. And don't get but me started on Flux. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> just go, we're straight into the hate, aren't we? We're straight into yeah, the Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I, I just thought this was a hatred there. podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's the well... No? It's the fully funded... The fully funded Cool Mania Not game. <laughs> it's just to bring on your hate. All right, can we have more than two players? No, no, you can't. You can't do that. (laughs) No, it's like, it's a lot of hate, but it's just with two people. Eat the plastic. They might as well have called it messy divorce then, if, you know, if it's only two two players. Um, I I hear people, I've never heard any, but I've heard one person defend Talisman, which is John Cage. And he's not the Mortal Kombat guy. He's, he's, Maybe kind of wrong, but he, he kind of then got Andy to play it, and you should listen. There's a they put a podcast out recently, and Andy played it, and it was one of those things you were expecting him to say. No, I, you know, actually, pondering my previous thoughts about this game, I can now actually see the attraction. He went straight for the throat. Straight no, for is the, 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 there is no redeeming quality. I've got a friend who says, "Oh, the fun is." And you can get it on an app. You can get it on an app. Where's the enjoyment in, in the in the app? That's what I want to know. I can I can sort of see because my friend I've got a friend Lee who, who who likes it and he he says oh it's about laughing at other people getting turned into frogs and just a bit of silliness and he's talking rubbish but I can see where he's coming from. But you can get it on an app where you can play on your own on the toilet. It's like well what's where where what what uh. I don't. I don't get it. I'd rather be. It. I'd rather be looking at one of those fitness apps and then realizing how guilty I feel about not doing any exercise if I'm being. Yeah, but if you're on the toilet, you're, you're losing weight, so that's fine. <laughs> it depends. It depends how much talisman you've eaten the night before. That's very <laughs> true. That's very true. I, I, I once investigated um, whether um, breaking wind before weighing yourself was a positive or a negative thing for your weight loss journey and it's a negative thing for your weight loss journey because your methane is lighter than air so you are slightly levitated while you contain it so, um, is that is it's actually just cows are actually just vegetarian balloons waiting to fall exactly away. Yeah, that's, it. that's why that's why you have to tie yeah. them down yeah <laughs> that's why the bull's about it's just he's, he's it. got to stop the cows from like come back. They're not mating, the you know. They're just trying to they're just trying yeah. to stop them floating off. That's what it is. When they're on each other's backs, that's that's not hanky panky. That's just you know. Gently pure. goes about and punches them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and sometimes you can see if the bull's been a bit too excited because he's went round and done a whole field and they're all just lying down and they can't get yeah. up because they're too that's heavy. That's too heavy. That's it. That's exactly what happens. What's I have no idea. Um, anything at all. 
Oh, anything at all. That's my favourite kind of podcast. That's the best kind of podcast that there is. So, um, leaving um, Warhammer, because Warhammer yeah. is one of these hidden addiction things, because I've yet to meet somebody who kind of went, I used to play Warhammer as a kid. I had uh, three armies, and I had some dice, and that was it. I've heard, <laughs> are, you, are you the minimalist? Would you say you're a couple of squads? Or would you say this is shelf number forty-seven going up? Wow, that's and... interesting. Um, no, I, I, what I tend to do is go all in on whatever I do. So I'm, I'm a man of who burns very brightly. Um, mm. So I go all in. So recently, I got back into Warhammer. I got into Age of Sigma and stuff. So I ended oh, yeah. up buying. I bought because um, there was a new Soul Wars box set. And someone very kindly, the guys from the game pick very kindly, um, I don't know if I should be saying this actually, I don't know if it's, they very kindly gave me their, their copy of it, um, for me to review on their podcast at a later date. So yeah. I went all in and I bought all the stuff. I got that for free, that box set free, but then I must have spent another 100, 200 quid on, as long as my wife's not listening. That, I apologize. That's a very tired, um, joke and, <laughs> and a sexist joke, but it happens to be true in my case. Anyway, um, so I bought all the stuff and then I, I played it. A few times, and do you know what? I, I'm not suited for, for Warhammer <laughs> stuff, so I'm selling it all again now. Um, oh, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So, so, but so I have got a few squads. Kill teams, a new thing from Games Workshop. Um, yes, and that's very, that's very exciting. I, I am into that. Um, but, but the the bigger ones take so long. They, they take so long to play, and and when you're losing, it takes you so long to lose. But you know you're losing right from the start, and it's like oh. It's Three like, hours to, it's to watch like myself watching, lose. It's like watching a small child at the bottom third stair taking a wee tumble and you're just far enough away to know what's going to happen but you're not close enough to save them. And it's not a nasty tumble but it's just very, very slowly they bump down on their little bum three that's or four that. times. That's, and you that's, know they're not you know they're not gonna get hurt, but you know and sometimes they're gonna be get a bit of a fright and they're gonna be upset and there's nothing worse than you're sitting playing a game and you're like, I can't I can't win this, but if I flip the table now Yeah people are gonna get upset and I don't want to be known as that type of person. You know That's it. So so you 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 you're silently containing your inner rage, which I'm not very good at silently containing my inner rage either. So it's quite an effort. Um <laughs> <laughs> and all, it's all quite you know, obvious these, what these I'm figures, doing. My, my, these figures my face is going slowly broken. purple and, uh, and you know... <laughs> Twitching away. That's and it. Then, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No. So okay. so I'm much better at losing board games than I am um, at war games. So 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 I'm, I'm kind of moving away from all that now. But I, I, do, I do like Kill Team, which is very good. I mean, Games Workshop are really hitting out of the park at the moment with their stuff. Um, and and they, it's just relentless. Just relentless the stuff they're coming out with. Yeah, I'm, I remember the, I, I just I don't know. I remember the original days of going in and kind of looking at kind of like the advanced kind of space crusade and the advanced hero quest, and that led me kind of looking at the kind of the Warhammer stuff. My own son brought home um, his first little kind of Warhammer set, Ooh. and um, yeah. I don't know. It was one of those. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's only, he's, he's a young pup, and he says, "Look, I've got something to show you." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Is it a puppy?" He went, "No." Um, and then he says, "Look here, I've got Warhammer. We can start." And I'm must say, I'm really, really kind of impressed. 
as far as the rules go, I was completely confused. I had no idea what was going on because it's one of these things. He wasn't really doing a very good explanation of the rules. So it was like, right, roll mm-hmm. the dice. They hit. Okay, then you've got to roll these dice. Okay, that's that. And then you've got to roll this for this damage. And then obviously... There's a lot of that going on. Me. There is a lot of that There's, going on. I like the idea of um, I like the idea of cards potentially yeah, being I, involved in games. You know, yeah. Well, that yeah. I mean, the reason they do all that rolling is because you roll so many dice that really it's not random at all um, because they all average out. Um, that's why there's so many dice in Warhammer because the more dice you roll, um, and I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about uh, mathematically now, and I've got no idea. I, but the more I'm, dice you <laughs> diagrams, Dan. Yeah, I'm waiting for yeah. diagrams. <laughs> the more dice you roll. The more likely it is you're going to get an average result overall. Um, if you roll one dice, you're going to get either a one or a six. If you roll twenty dice, then some of them, are, you know, there's going to be more likely to be a, a. They're not all going to be sixes, are they? Let's, let's face it. So, um, so yeah, that's why they do it to, to make it kind of less random rather than more random, which is interesting. Um, but but yeah, um, no. So I mean, I'm I'm not an expert in Warhammer and stuff. I've just been dabbling. I dabble in a lot of things. Um, I, I like to dabble. Is it? Okay? I mean. Do you? You said you kind of jumping all in. So have you done a lot of times where you kind of jumped all in and then it's not kind of being played? I mean, I was a bit guilty about that with I think Armada, Star Wars Armada, uh, because I right yeah reviewed I, I did it with I did it with X Wing. Oh, how many ships did you have? Have you still? I had a lot of ships. Um, no, I sold it a week before they announced the second edition, um, which I am incredibly smug about. Um, <laughs> they did not come back and ask for a refund then. No, they didn't. I, I, I even sold it to a trader, which which um, which I'm sure oh I'm word. sure they were upset about. Um, I had a lot of ships. I mean, I, I did. Play, to be fair, I did, I did play it quite a lot with my son, but that's the only person I played it with. And I had mm. all these ships, and really, all we could have done with is a few X wings and you know a handful of Tie fighters, and we'd have been fine. But no, I had to get all the all the stuff because I go all in. I go all in. But I'm, I'm very quick to sell things again afterwards. So I always think of it as renting. Rather than, um, <laughs> it's I think rent my games. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, I obviously, um, I obviously lose money on everything, but it's I don't. I, they're not all sitting in the attic somewhere. You know, they come in when I lose interest, they go out again, and I, I spend that on. Um, it, it, it's a bit like that guy. Did, did you ever read about that guy who who ended up swapping a, a rubber band for a house? Or yes. Something like that? Yeah. So yeah. I I do that in reverse. Um, so. so <laughs> So I'll end up with a copy of Flux at the end of this, like my gaming career. One solitary copy of Flux. You'd be um, lucky if you get yeah. love. You're lucky if you get love letter at the end of it. I think. Yeah. Love, and even then, letter. you'll only have the princess card, and that'll be it. Well, I mean, you'll be Dan with his like princess letter, card. I've, I've got a copy. Be- <laughs> That's it. I've got a copy of Love Letter because I made my own version of Love Letter, which was based on Dad's army. So Captain Mannering is uh, the 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 princess. <laughs> And it goes all the way down to Pike. I'll send you a copy of the uh, cards. I need to see this. I yeah, need to, it's, it's, I need the print it's good. Play of this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because the king's nice and everything like that. But you just, you just, because you would not be able to play that game without trying to put the voices on. No, I've got little quotes on the bottom of it for everyone oh, as well. Brilliant. So, have you got? Have one, you... Of my, one of my proudest achievements was that Dad's Army love letter. Um, <laughs> which doesn't go to say much about my life, does it? Uh, no. or, or my regard for my children. So uh, yeah. <laughs> But is it not one of those games that you just go through and go, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Are they all I dead now so. in Dad's Army? Uh, I think Ian Lavender's still going. Is like, he? I think he's still he's going, just, but yeah, most of them are dead. Such a disappointment. 
<laughs> you stupid boy. Stupid uh, boy. So you took a break. This is good because it's amazing I'm able to kind of bring the thread back into where we were. So you took a break, you said, because you started off. Oh, oh yeah. And you took a break. What got you back into the fold? Was it something magical? Oh. Was it something wonderful? Was it something accidental? It was, it was, well, I came back, I, I skirted around the edges for a little bit, actually, because my friend, I used to have a friend who, well, I still have a friend, who worked at um, a, a computer game uh, warehouse, who mm. were dabbling in um, board games, so he used to bring these board games back, um, and we played them, and it was, a, it was, it was Shadows of a Camelot, so when was that? I don't know, that was in 2005, 2008, something like that, so I remember playing that and just being amazed at this cooperative game, because I'd never... You know, you'd never come across cooperative games. I was doing a bit of role playing in between here and there, and playing a lot of poker as well, actually. But, um, but uh, yeah, and then and then and then it was um, War of the Ring we played as well, and that was incredible. And then I kind of drifted away again. The games and the games nights kind of stopped. We stopped playing poker or, or board games. And then what really brought me back in was um, Carcassonne. Um, I played Carcassonne at this friend's house just one night, and I just came home and just bought it. Um, and then, I, as everyone does, you Google things and um, you discover there's a whole world out there. Um, and, uh, and and there we go. And 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 I, and I was in. I was in. So I ended up um, having to. I didn't have enough people to um, to play board games with. Mm. So I ended up um, starting a board game group with with my kind of with the, pe- the few people I could scrape together. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and that that grew and grew. I mean, we're very lucky in Huddersfield, and we've got a very good. Board game shop who's very kind to to people who want to play board games here, um, IQ games, um, and I, I founded the Noble Order of Huddersfield Board Gamers, and that's that's grown from strength to strength. We get like fifty people a week now uh, going there, although I'm no longer at the helm. Um, but yeah, so so then and I've met loads of really good friends now through through is board gaming. Is it was it easy to start up? I mean, was there a bit of trepidation? Or was it one of these things that like? Board gamers seem to crawl out the the woodwork. I mean, I think it's like, do you know? I don't know if you heard about, um, say, for instance, like Tabletop Scotland, which was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. I, I was thinking about going next year. It was, it was really, really just an amazing kind of experience. I um, I was there for the, I was there for the Saturday, and I think everything from getting to the place to even the, do you know how much the parking was, Dan? How much was the parking? Are you sitting down? Um, I can do yes. No, I am sitting down. You're the yeah, one standing was, up. Right, okay. It was a, it was a pound. A pound. A pound for. Do you know how That'll long buy that will buy you a, 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 a minute? For? Do you know how long that was? Was it for? a minute like at UK Games Expo? It, pound that, a minute. They charge there. Eight hours. Eight hour pound for eight hours. Pound for eight hours. That's all right, isn't it? No, I'm Scottish, so you can yeah, imagine my cup of joy absolutely overflow. Right, my okay. My thing about the UK Games Expo is I am worried that I am I don't particularly want to be in a place where I'm going to find it difficult to get out. Do you know what I mean? Where I find difficult to find some me time to myself, where I yeah. can take a little bit of a breather and get away from all the crowds. I like people. I like people on an individual basis, hence, you know, the podcast kind of thing. But the ability to be able to walk away from everything and have a couple of minutes of yourself time can be a very, very important thing for me. What I found at Tabletop Scotland was... You got that. It was busy, but it wasn't crowded. It yeah, was yeah. friendly, but you never felt kind of under kind of pressure. Under pressure, yeah. It was a really kind of it was a really kind of a I guess a kind of a joyous experience. But it made me wonder if you're the type. I mean, did, did the numbers grow quite quickly at the club 
when you set no, up under the table. No, no, not not particularly. I mean, the the, the 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 group is why I ended up board game being in board game media because what happened was, um, I, I set up with a group of like five friends and I said, "You're coming down here and we're playing games mm-hmm. here instead of my, instead of my house because I want more people to come." Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of. I was on Board Game Geek, so every time anyone said, anyone know anywhere to play in West Yorkshire? I was like, oh, well, you can come down. You know what I mean? I, I was I was actively touting for business, basically. Mm. Um, and it grew a little bit, um, and, and the, 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 the store helped us out as well. Um, and and they, they kind of mentioned us now and again. Uh, and friends of friends and all that kind of stuff. But what really kind of kicked it off was I, I, I thought, what would we, ideally, what we want to do is get mentioned on a big board gaming podcast, Um so, and the Dice Tower was the biggest board gaming podcast around. Yeah. So, I submitted a um, a segment to Tom Vassell um, on how to start your own board game club. Um, and he played it, and every second word was, Noble Order of Huddersfield Board Gamers. You know, I was really, <laughs> I was really plugging my... my and, you know, I made a joke out of it as well. You know, I, I did it blatantly and, and very knowingly. Um yeah. But but that kind of got the name out there um, to to the local area. I mean, not we weren't swamped with thousands of people, but 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 you know, it, 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 because the Dice Tower is often the first podcast you find, isn't it? When you when you yeah. type board gaming into into um, uh, the second one's obviously we're not wizards, but the first one yes. is the Dice Tower, um, <laughs> and so and so that you know that got a few people as well. And then then I was in the kind of board game media world, and then and then uh, you know. You, you like you like the attention, don't you? Really, so uh, so that's where I stuck at it. Yeah, I think it's one of these things. I think you start off and you say, "Well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that," and then you end up kind of slowly doing kind of everything. But it depends how you do it in moderation. I think it's yeah, easy. Yeah. I think you have to start kind of not palming stuff off, but knowing your limits and knowing when to pass it on to other people or potentially better you know kind of almost like better people in, in case of me i mean we run a we've got a blog now but i have people that write on the blog we don't yeah. do youtube videos because i have got a face that looks like a bag of spanners has attacked a dead mm-hmm. warthog. you mm-hmm. know i'm not an attractive looking person i admit that and if i went on camera i would only scare people away and they're not going to want me kind of taking them through a playthrough um only if they were wanting to have nightmares um, like Nick Ross used to say on Crime Watch, um, but then I guess I guess on the other side of it, I mean, did you go all out yourself? I mean, were you doing? Did you start to get into the review pieces then? I mean, no, I, well, I don't really do reviews. I, the only thing I do is um, is is kids' games reviews with my daughter Cora. That's that's the thing um, mm-hmm. that I don't know. I don't know. If, if anyone's known the best for you know, I, I don't believe anyone in this industry is a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a. I, I was, I was saying the other day, you know, the highest video, the highest number views that Tom Vassell's got on one of his videos. I was watching a video on how to put up a tent the other day, and it had <laughs> twice that number. Um, we're we're in a very very small world here, um, yeah. and it, it feels like people may be celebrities, but they're, they're certainly not. And any any and Tom certainly doesn't consider himself as that because I've spoken to him about it. And anyone who does consider themselves as being, you know, something ab- not above people, do you know what I mean? But something special is is deluding themselves. Anyway, um, what was the question? Um, do, I don't do reviews. I don't do reviews. I do I do I go through kids' games, but if mm. I did an honest review, I go. It's a bit boring, really. But you know. 
the kids like it. That's basically every single kid's game, isn't it? Really, um, <laughs> it gets it gets me a nice Sunday afternoon before we can take them out to the park. We can kind of exactly. get stuff done. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I do enjoy playing games with my, my daughter, but it's not the games that I'm enjoying. It's the spending time with my daughter that I'm enjoying. And and I like the fact she likes games, and she'll develop into hopefully somebody who likes the same kind of games as me. But I'm not I'm not rushing to push that either. Um, but but you know, kids' games are kids' games, um, and some of them are a little bit better than others. But they're all they're all very simple, just because the fact they need to be understood by young kids. I mean, the games I review up until very recently have been games for preschoolers. So it's not like, you know, it's not Agricola. Um, but yeah, so I don't do reviews. I, I mean, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I think it's, the, the stuff I've, other stuff I've done is, is This Game is Broken, which is the uh, kind of a, yeah. a, I'm sorry, I have a clue type thing. And that's something I, I set up. I've, I've backed away from that now because it just ended up being um, too much work and too much stress. Uh, to be honest, it was like a, 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 you know, people get paid to do that for for a living, and um, and I don't want to be one of those people who gets paid to do that kind of thing for a living. I was the producer and the host. Um, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've spoken about that various places um, in the past. So I've, I've moved away from that, and I've, I've actually moved back into kind of a general chatty podcast now. I've just just set up a new podcast with uh, Mike Delisio. Do you know Mike Delisio? Mm. Name rings he's, a bell, yeah. yeah. He's, he does he does solo. Uh, reviews um, yeah. on the Dice Tower. Uh, he's a very nice man, um, and we've we've got a new podcast called. Uh, I'm going to plug it now. Is that all right? Uh, um, slug away, so sporadically bored. That's what we call sporadically bored. <laughs> that sounds uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but bored is in board games, obviously. I, I was I was going to I was going to actually ask that question. I was just yeah, going to. That's how, just how you spell <laughs> it. For the hordes coming to <laughs> hordes descending on Google now, saying sporadically bored. That sounds amazing. Is it a podcast where you ramble incoherently about virtually everything apart from board games? Well, yes, it is. Says like says like says like says like uh, says like my show. Um, you don't try to take you don't try to take a format. Well, that's why I enjoy your show. It, it, I always believe you should you should um, try and create what you want to listen to. Um, and if you if you're chasing listeners and if you're chasing audience figures, then it's just going to lead to misery. In my in my opinion. Um, because and you the, should do what you're interested in. The audience finds you as well. I mean, we don't get. I mean, we don't get tons of downloads. You know, and uh, and that's a fact, and I accept that. Um, but we do. I mean, we do well. We do. I mean, the, the figures are on the, the website. If anyone cares, you know, it's there. You know, we broke forty six thousand downloads recently. Um, mm-hmm. uh, does that mean? I'm hoping that what that means is out of that number, you know, at least 46,000 people cracked a smile at least halfway through a show or a part of a show. I just want people to kind of enjoy yeah. it and, and kind of be happy. I mean, is it different? Or alternatively, 46 people, um, 46, they, 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 they turned off halfway through. That that could also be the case. <laughs> also you, don't, you don't get stats on that, do you? No, you don't. Thanks for that. No. Um, that misery, <laughs> that mis- bringing that misery into my, into my life. Is it difficult to walk away from media once you started to create media? I mean, is that is? I mean, was I mean, obviously, this <clears throat> this game is broken. Became a, a darling. Everybody was quoting it. Everybody was talking about you know this is the thing you need to listen. It was getting rave reviews, and when you walked away, which is I mean, look, I do this, um, and just like you, I don't you know get paid really anything. I do it for the joy. I do it for the fun. I do it to gig as I get to speak to people like yourself. But when you're not getting paid, it becomes more and more difficult to justify it, especially if you're spending time away from your intended, if you know what I mean. It's easier, yeah, for, me, yeah. you know, it's easier for me to say, oh, honey, I'm just going upstairs to do a voiceover 
um, how much are you getting for that on gang X whatever dollars or whatever and that's easy because it's like well off you trot because you're about to make some money if I'm saying right I'm off to do if I'm off to record a a two hour podcast and then I'm going to spend the next kind of six hours editing it and putting it all together and everything like that and then it's like um, are you kind of sure but at the same time my original question was once you're getting involved in creating media is it difficult to stay away from creating media because it sounds to me like you are still <laughs> being pulled, going being pulled to back be in creating media yeah well it, well you know. it dep- sorry it, it, it depends what you what you why the reasons you were moving away for doesn't it really mm. um i i think i've always i personally have always got the the creative urge to to, to create um it, and i've always been involved in in online media in some way or form i used to blog um about 14 years ago and i had quite a successful blog at the time you know i i i was i was courted by um disney i got a free holiday to france to review it and all the, depending on how you want to measure success um yeah. but but i had a relatively successful parenting blog you know when i talk about parenting in, a, in a, amusing anecdotes and all that kind of stuff and then i, I used to podcast as well with a, a friend called lee who i'm still doing a podcast with now uh, yeah. lee and dan's um Marvel Unlimited book club where we review comic books. Um, so, but I podcasted with him for six or seven years, and again, we built up quite a following. Um, I, I, but it doesn't really matter, I don't think. I think, I, th- I think it is quite easy to walk away because because I don't feel you owe anybody anything, really. Um, the only reason it was hard to walk away from this game is broken is because I felt like I was letting the other guys down, and I, I made a, a very big. The other, you know, um, Nick Murphy and, and Mike Murphy and, and Matthew Jude and Dave Loser. I made I made very sure that the podcast could go on without me before I stepped away, um, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to let them down. But ultimately, this is a hobby for me. I've got no intent to make it a career. A lot of people in board game media do want to do board game media as a career. I can't think of anything worse. Um, <laughs> it's going to be well. It'd be so unstable. It'd be so unstable. I've got a regular paycheck in now. I don't. I don't. You know. Um, so I can't think of anything worse. So I don't want to make it a career. So if I'm not enjoying it, then there's no point doing it, really. No. And 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 you do owe the people who supported you something, um, but but only only to a certain extent because there's no point making yourself miserable and stressed to service an audience that you know will move on to something else. You know, it's tomorrow's chip paper in my in my opinion. Um, uh, and board game. Uh, anyway, this game is working, still going without me. With, with you know, it's st- still getting accolades, still doing you know everything. So it's fine. It's fine. But you're still back. You're back, still doing podcasts. Yeah, stuff be- like that. I am. I am because because I like. I'm a narcissist at heart, and I think <laughs> that people should listen to me uh, and do exactly what I say. Um, I'm, I am back, but I'm, I'm back in a in a in a way that's a lot more relaxed and a lot more. Um, a bit like my, my, this, the podcast I'm doing is very much like this in that I turn up and talk and then go away again. Whereas this game is broken. Was as soon as we finish an episode, I'm planning the next one. I'm booking the guests in. I'm um, I'm writing all the questions. I'm making sure we're not repeating rounds too often. I'm negotiating who goes first and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's 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 it it was it was real effort and and the, one of the reasons we we were we. We kind of exploded so quickly. Well, there was two reasons. I think one's because we were doing something very original. It was a board gaming panel show. No one's, no one really focuses on entertainment. I don't think in the board game media, it's all on information. And yeah. I'm a big believer that the the board game media is is very ready now for for pure entertainment shows, not just 
not just information shows, not just review shows. Um, if you look at music media, if you look at computer game media, even they've they've, they've grown now past the need to just do reviews, and it, and it's all about entertainment. Um, and and I believe that that's where board game media is doing. And I, thought, I wanted to get in on that. I wanted to see if I could do it. Um, but but now I've seen if I could do it, and it, it worked. Um, but but the other reason that it became very popular is because I put a lot of effort into publicising it. Um, and that that takes a toll, and it's pretty soulless work, isn't it? Marketing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what 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 guise it's in. You know, trying to manipulate people into consuming your product is 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 not it's not nourishment for the soul, is it? No, and it's also the it's also the the old thing about you know you'll put together something which you think is a, an excellent bit of marketing, only to find that it's like a it kind of makes enough noises like a mouse farting. And then you'll exactly. write a completely random tweet, and the next thing you know, it's going viral with about you know four hundred thousand kind of retweets on it. And you know that was the story of me comparing board gaming to frozen pizza, and I put put the tweet out, and next thing I know, my phone's buzzing away like it's kind of like doing a happy dance to itself, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I didn't plan it; it was a throwaway thing, and yet this thing's doing like like figures, and I'm like, no. Why wasn't it this? No, not that one. That one makes me look like an idiot. I don't want that one. Not this one. Choose that one instead, kind of thing. It's just like and I can't. I can't even decide. It's not even fair, you know. And, and you see that on Twitter as well, don't you? When if you ever click on one of these viral tweets, you've always got this desperate tweet about halfway down from the from the original person saying, "Oh, check out my online comic," um, because <laughs> because it's just taken off. It's 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 interesting. It's, check it's, out my the, check the out whole my world of Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Click on my SoundCloud, or, or usually it's a political one. It's all about um, oh, I've got this Patreon account. It's like, eh, mm. yeah, just because I agree with you politically, don't say I'm going to give you any money. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm talking a lot, but I'm I'm really into this um, the fact that that media these days has not got any gatekeepers anymore. If you've got enough money to to buy an iPhone, then you've got. You've got everything you need to record a radio show, a podcast, but a radio show effectively, or a TV show, you know, on YouTube or whatever, and reach the entire world. Um, now that means there's a lot of dross out there, um, and I'm, I've been I'm guilty of, you know, producing as, as much dross as the next person. But the the fact that you you've got the there's no TV executive there. If you've got an original, clever idea, then there's a and enough luck. There's a chance you could you could you know, it it could reach a lot of people. Um, yeah. And I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. and, and I get quite cross with my friends um, who are like, oh, YouTuber, what do these YouTubers do? Um, it's like, well, what do loose women do? You know, they're getting paid for nothing. Same as the YouTubers getting paid for drivel. It's it's. I saw, it's I'll tell you what, I saw the other day, right, there's a, my son, bless him, watches, he went from watching kind of like, you know, this, let's do unboxing of toys. Yeah. And he's watching these couple of teenagers doing kind of like, they take food, they mix it together, they make it all sticky, and then they eat it. And I was like, <laughs> you look at it and you go, this is the biggest, you know, they, they, they do the, the biggest thing is to do a, a real food challenge and a gummy challenge. Because in America, obviously, the type of food is, you know, you can get, you can get kind of like, sweetie anything so they're like oh yeah. i've made a cook i've got a cook breakfast under my plate what have you got i've got a gummy breakfast under my plate and they lift it up and it's like bacon made out of jelly and and all that kind of nonsense and i was like going this is actual just pish 
And then I looked at the download figures, you know, the number of plays, and it's like, you know, 1,700 million gazillion thousand yeah. views. And it's like, guys, these guys are like making more money in a month than I am in a year, and I am not jealous at all. I am so jealous. But one of the things, <laughs> that, one of the things that they did is they just like, one of the guys had to go to the dentist, obviously, if you're doing nothing but eating sweets all the day, and he got his wisdom tooth taken out. And it's obviously, they must have put him on the good stuff, because he was spaced out of his face. So his brother spends an entire episode filming this guy out of his face on Novocaine or whatever it was, tripping out of his little tiny mind. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want my son to watch this, but it was just like, you know, it was just like going, the curtains, the curtains. And it's just like, what's going on here? But then that's the type of media. And you're right when you say like, it's like something like that gets 72 trillion views. And then you get somebody like, you know, you get a couple of guys going, we did really well this month. We got 2,000 views on our on our YouTube video for the latest unboxing for Kill Team or whatever. And you're like going, and these guys are seen as, you know, being well-known and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only guys I ever see doing kind of even reasonably big figures is, you know, um, Rodney Smith yeah. doing his watch yeah. and play. But even then, they're not, you know, there's a guy over there kind of like painting eggs to be different colours of the Marvel characters from the Marvel Universe and then smashing them off his forehead and he's getting ten <laughs> times the views that Rodney's getting for you know, getting ten times the views that Rodney getting for doing okay, here's the latest playthrough for Founders of Gloomhaven. <laughs> you know the other guy's going Hulk Smash <laughs> Remember well, like it, like and subscribe that, and ping the bell to get the notifications kind of thing. Like, that sounds incredibly entertaining to me though, to be fair. But um yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just I think I think we forget in the board gaming world that we live in such a small world. Um and, and, and we keep saying, Oh, board gaming's going mainstream because a box was shown on Great British Bake Off. It's like, yeah. But, <laughs> so, I saw that. Yeah, and we all saw that, didn't we? Because everyone had kind of ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) It's like people going, it's like people going, they've got Star Wars characters in E.T., did you see that? It's like, yeah, wow, Star Wars toys have gone mainstream, isn't that crazy? Yes, it is, we're so lovely, kind of thing. And it's like that same kind of thing. And it's just like we're kind of, it's really funny because we're in this kind of middle middle of the road because you've obviously got people that are kind of like, I want, and need the board game hobby to be very mainstream, and I welcome that. And then you've got you've got the other people, which are just kind of saying, "Go and stay away from my hobby because I like it as it is." Please, before yeah, you all yeah. kind of turned up and tried to make it all popular, I like it being how it is. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Good night. Kind of thing. It's kind of like a weird kind of thing as it grows. More people are interested, and then there's people saying, "I don't necessarily want people being." interested because I liked it kind of how it was but also how it was yeah I don't know I think you're right on the entertainment side of things where do board games go for kind of enter entertainment I mean is for every because I mean I've seen a lot of friends fall in the podcast world and what I mean by that is you see them put out episodes for a year two years and then for whatever reason they just finish up that's all finished and that's all kind of gone and there's always a couple other people kind of in their place to come along. I guess of I guess the one thing is we've only got a finite number of names, Dan. <laughs> in terms of <laughs> in terms of what could you call your board game podcast That's it, media yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so Turning into like uh, I, and I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel with sporadically bored, I think. But oh, um, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> how long before I don't know. It's like I've always made this joke before about in Scotland you get different names of hairdressers. 
There only seems to be about three different names. It's like cut up and die. Yeah. Scissors. Scissors, Scissors, yeah. Scissors, Scissors 2. Because obviously the business owner was successful but not really imaginative. Um, yeah. Which is always kind of good. And I'm just wondering where where do we kind of go? What's the kind of the next, the kind of the next big thing? I mean, are there um, are there people that you, being kind of like, involved in the media type of stuff? Is there folk that you kind of listen to, on a regular basis that you're kind of like thinking, these guys should do so much better. These guys, these guys should be. Everybody should be listening to them. Or, um, yes. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a ma- massive fan of board games in bed. Do you, have you have you listened to board games in bed? I've had them uh, on the show. I've had oh, them on right, the have show. You, oh, oh, I, I, I apologise. I, I missed that episode. Well, there's two hundred of them, Dan. So it's yes, yeah. <laughs> it must have been relatively. Re- it must have been relatively recently because they've only been. But I very much like board games in bed, and and the reason yeah. I like them is because they're not perpetuating this consumerist push and drive. Um, that a lot of board game media does because a lot of board game media is all about consumption and what's the next big thing and what's your Essen list and, and yeah. even when Essen's there it's talking about what's coming in for Christmas and what's the next Greg Gencon and you know just constant buy, 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 buy whereas, whereas the, the um, ladies from board games in bed are just talking about what they've been playing and it, it, 90% of the time it's Battlestar Bloody Galactica um, I love that, which it, I love that Yeah, yeah I, I, I really like them um, I, I, I like um oh, I can't remember what they're called now. Is it inside the box, outside the box, behind the box? Anyway, whatever. There's a there's a there's a comedy troupe who um, kind of do sketches around um, board games on YouTube, and they're very good. Uh, and it baffles me why they're not bigger. Um, I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, um, I I I, um, I go through phases. Sometimes I consume board game media uh, rampantly, and sometimes I don't. It depends on how how immersed I am in. Um, in board gaming, as it is, I mean, my my board gaming passions ebb and flow a little bit. Sometimes I'm, you know, all about the new games, and sometimes I'm like, I only want to play my two games that I like, um, I'll, I'll, you know, and and I don't need any more more than Nippon and uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And after that, I've, I've done Railways of the World, uh, Keyflower. That's it. Four games. I'll be happy. Um, so so yeah. I mean, what about yourself? Do you feel this an unsung hero? Um, there's guys that I listen to all the time. Board Games in Bed is definitely one of them. I love them because they just sit there and have a chat and as they've got to that stage where they are just having a chat. I obviously yeah. don't like them because they I'm insanely jealous of the amount of games that they seem to play all the time. <laughs> well, there's I mean? two go, of them. There's exactly. Two of them. And they're both the they're both love the hobby and it's just like and, and this week it's been a quiet week. We've only here's a list of the seventeen. <laughs> that we've played and I was just like that. How, how are you doing this why are you doing this it's like can I move in um, <laughs> kind of thing because that would be kind of an idea of all we're getting all these kind of games kind of played um, ones that I listen to on a regular basis I Magic and Steel has been around for a, a long oh, time I don't, I don't they know do that a D&D kind of playthrough podcast and they're, they're an awful lot of awful lot of fun I listen to them a lot um, I always like um, obviously Broken Meeple, Luke Hector, um, because there is nothing better than a ranty Luke Hector. <laughs> I 
I played a I game just... once with uh, Luke Hector, uh, and he he did my trick of, of raging furiously, but not really knowing me, so not feeling like he can and let loose. He wasn't happy at all. He wasn't happy at I all. Ju- I just, I just, I just like, I just, it's like lighting the blue touch paper. And do you know, I, I, I think he's fantastic. I always, you know, I've always kind of listened to his stuff. Um, Polyhedron Collider as well. I think those boys should be. Um, stratospherically huger than what they are just now because they have definitely served their time and the stuff that they put out, they constantly put out content mm. all the time. Mm. They're, you know, the, the podcast is just hilarious. The guys have got their chemistry down to a T. It's never anything forced. They're, do you know what the other thing is as well that I really, really like about them is they're not afraid to turn around and say something's crap. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, is something that the board game media kind of need. You need to get over yourself and actually stay, say things are pretty bad. And I've, I've, I've seen. We don't want to go the same way as the video game market. And I was speaking to this about. Um, I was speaking about this recently um, to a friend to say, we don't want to go down the seven out of ten market with mm-hmm. board games. Is that the thing about great thing about Polyhedron Collider? And they even commented about this in this latest podcast. If you don't listen to the podcast, listen to our podcast first, and then listen to their podcast. Half of it, maybe second. Um, but they're quite they're quite happy to say we didn't like this game. It didn't work for us. It was pretty poor. The mechanics didn't work. And I think that's kind of like a brave thing to do. There's a lot of people that still say, well, I didn't like it, but if you're a fan of the genre, then you know maybe you'll get something out of it. So. They're, they're, those are the kind of guys that I really, you know... Yeah, kind of yeah really you're very kind of Brit- British-focused. Yeah, well, um, they've got the Scottish guys as well. You've got Unlucky Frog um, podcast. You've also got Brainwaves that are out there. I obviously listen... There's you, your normal guys, your Blue Pink... Uh, Blue Peg, Pink Pegs of this world as well. They're always kind of... Yes, I, I, I like those guys. I, 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 I chat with Patrick occasionally on Facebook. Um, yeah. Because I'm a friend friend to the stars, you know. <laughs> friend to the stars. Think, I'm kind of a big you? deal on the internet, you know. Did you find that though? Did it? I mean, when when people were, um, did you did you find that you were you ended up chatting to people you wouldn't normally have dreamed of chatting? There was a couple of folk that kind of like opened their doors and you were having conversations with them. Yeah. I, I I think that the I've met I've met all the core Dice Town people quite a few times now, and I'm I'm still quite intimidated by Tom. To be honest, I, I still out of all the people um, I. I've met that you know board game celebs type person. Tommy's still the one I still kind of go, Ooh, Tom Vassell. Um, and, and and you know some people don't like him. I, I think he's great, Tom. I really like him. He's a lovely man as well. But um, I think the, the the thing that really changed getting to know people was when I went to Dice Tower Con. I went to Dice Tower Con. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been twice now, but I went the, the first time I went to Dice Tower Con a couple of years ago, and. Because I was on the Dice Tower in a very small way, um, people knew my face, um, and, and I got talking to Gary Pope, um, and um, and this time around Mike Delisio, who, who's become a very good friend of mine, um, mm. and, and and Matthew Jude as well, who I didn't know before before doing the Dice Tower stuff, and now he's one of my best friends, um, and and Dave Loser and the, and the Murphys, of course, as well. You know, they they're they're fantastic. So mm. so. They're just people, ultimately, at the end of the day. Um, there are, you know, there, there are people who you can tell there's definitely hierarchies going on. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. Um, Gary Pope. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> I'm not going to name any There's definitely hierarchies going on in some people's minds. 
but not in the big people's minds. Not in the you know, not in the Z's and the Eric's and the Sams. I mean, Sams. I had assumed that me and Sam wouldn't, you know, there wouldn't be anything there because he's quite gruff on person, but he's such a warm, pleasant man. Um, it's just they're just they're just people, obviously, mm. and 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 they don't and they know they're just you know they're just people. It's just people. So it's just like chatting to you. I mean, I've not really chatted to you before, but but you've got something in common. You've got board game in common, and off you go. You know, yeah. Uh, you try and make each other laugh, and then and you, you know, there, there you go. I know, I think that's um, well, it's a nice common ground to have because I, the nature of board games themselves relies on me sitting down in front of you and there being some kind of level of interaction. You can't get away from that. You don't get it, as I say, said time and time again, you don't get that in video games nowadays. They seem to be pushing away from this kind of, into this anonymity. But I can sit down with, do you know what? I'll tell you what, here's a tale. Okay, met, um, met Ross from More Games, please. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, delightful guy. Yep. Spent spent pretty much the entire day with him at Tabletop Scotland, you know, bar a couple of um, him running away and saying, leave me alone, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but what a, you know, we sat down, we played a couple of games. We, um, it was just, you know, and you've got that connection there and everything else you could just, you've got tons of stuff you can talk about. Tons of stuff yeah. you can talk about. There's the commonality, there's the common ground. You can then play a game and you're having like a fun experience or a challenging experience. And, and 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 Ross was just you know I was uh, I just you know I was so glad I met you know met him on that day it was just it made the day you know the whole event Tabletop Scotland it was like fantastic you know I met a whole pile of other people which I've had on the show which is really strange yeah <laughs> to yeah. actually meet people that you've kind of interacted with online and then interacted with in a podcast manner like I met Owen Owen Costello um, mm-hmm. the Guardian uh, guy. Yes, yeah, the uh, dice summoners, um, yeah, Deckard Awesome Games, and um, yeah, we had a we had a chat, and 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 it was weird kind of meeting somebody. For, it was just, but you automatically had something in common. You could automatically have some common ground, which was kind of really, really, kind of really, really cool and really, really important. Um, do you think the board game hobby can continue to expand? Do you think? Do you think board no. games are getting too expensive now? I th- yes, I think I think board games are getting overproduced. Um, I think they're ridiculous prices in the UK. I know they're quite expensive in the US and stuff, but mm. they're ridiculous prices these days in the UK. Um, I think there's too many coming out. Um, we, we talk quite extensively about this on my new podcast, Sporadically Bored, um, which you can find on iTunes. But, but I think, I think, I think there's a bubble, and I, I do think there's a bubble. And the only people who, who I see who are denying there's a bubble are either, um, board game producers who have got a vested interest in denying there's a bubble um, or or big board game reviewers and stuff who and, and and they they would say this is an unfair thing to say but they don't have to pay for their games um, I, <sighs> that's controversial they can't what? see things you can't see things like that Dan <laughs> but I mean you know we're we're just getting over that I mean I walked home from tabletop Scotland with um, with a couple of preview versions and I'm gonna be sending them back and you know I'm still in that awkward space where somebody says I'll send you a copy of the game and it's like no mate because that's 30 quid of your money you're just chucking at me you might as well yeah. give me give me 30 quid but no I see where you're coming from you know, I, I mean just... I, I do get some free copies of games but but um, but usually well they're always kids games um, and I've got enough kids games so I don't need any more mm. um, it is genuinely um, 
just kind of grist for the mill, really. It's just more content so I can, you know, keep my Z-list internet fame on Dice Tower for a bit longer with uh, by exploiting my daughter. But, um, but, but the... Uh, Spoken like a true caring father. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of, you know, in in years gone by, you used to send them down the mines. Now you just stick them in front of a camera and say, "Look cute, damn you!" Otherwise, you're not getting fed tonight. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of sweets. Pretend, have a lot of sweets. Pretend, here's That's the one it. that's a fried egg. Pretend if you like a real egg or a pretend <laughs> strawberry fried egg or whatever. And it's just like you want. That's yeah, where we are. Yeah. Though. No, uh, it's, 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 it's fascinating world. Um, yeah, I do, I do think there's a bubble. I think there's too many games coming out. I also think that there's going to be a point where board game is going to be so mainstream, um, or, or it, it gets to the point where there's, it gets so mainstream, people like myself will, will, will retreat into the heavier games, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, um, because... because Board gaming will get mainstream, but it will be games like if it does, it will be games like King of Tokyo and and um, you know Ticket to Ride and stuff, which are all great games. I'm I'm, I'm happy to play them, but that's not. I want to play a lot more than those. I'm happy to play them now and again, but I want the meat. I want the as I say, Nippon. I want the uh, the you know I can't think of anything now. But but the the the, the meatier games. Um, so I think there'll still be a hobby within a hobby, and I, I think if, if board gaming expands to the, the point where people think it is going to do then it won't be a hobby anyway it'll just be like like saying I like watching TV as a hobby but that's not really a hobby so yeah, uh, yeah. I'm also it's um, also um, strange to see well backlash about Kickstarter hype and people getting games delivered and then saying actually um, I know me I'm, and three 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 thousand other people going to back this game but I don't I'm not sure I like it I'm yeah. not sure. I think I kind of got into the hype train, and um, I've seen that on um, on founders of Gloomhaven. I've seen a yeah. few people kind of say, "Oh, this isn't." I was expecting more gold, and and I, I was quite disappointed. <laughs> and I was kind of like, "Yeah, but you bought into the, you bought into the hype of the there's product. A, you there's didn't buy into the actual, hype. you know, the meat and the bones of the product kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's difficult to buy into the meat and the bones of the product from Kickstarter as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I I think unless you've played a game, it it doesn't even matter if you read reviews. Unless you played a game, you don't know if you're going to like it. In my view, um, and if you buy a game, then you're taking that risk. And Kickstarter, I mean, my game taste. I don't know yours. My game taste changes from month to month. Never mind about year to year. So I'm backing something on Kickstarter that's going to get delivered in a year and a half's time. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be. Playing hopscotch instead, or something like you know. What I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be into get me sticking. I don't know what own. I'm going to be into at that point. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to be. I, I don't know. I, I, my taste will have moved on. I'm sure at that point, and 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 the hype surrounding. Um, I mean, the hype surrounding Gloomhaven is 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 obscene. Um, and it just like seconds before that was Seventh Continent, wasn't it? Then a massive hype about that, and then and massive hype about um, Rising Sun, and it's it's. Um, but is that what they're looking I, for, though? I mean, is it the chase of the next big hype thing? I mean, if you think about, like, say, the Dark Souls board game. Yeah, I've got I a friend had, who's got the Dark Souls board game. You know, I had the I had the um, the developer Dave Carroll on, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of times, and the first time it was like really excited. The second time it was a bit more kind of introspective. You know, we well we did what we could, kind of like we're proud of where we are, and um, it's become a bit of the the victim of the 
the backlash. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a really really strange place as far as kind of Kickstarters go. Because you know, as I say, it is kind of like where's the next rising sun going to be? Where's the next kind of thing? But the other thing about Kickstarter for me is the price of Kickstarter is so so high, yeah. so so high now. It's just I can't even. You know, I'd like to support people where you can and help out where you can, but I mean, it's going from it's just it's going out of an affordable kind of reach. I don't know if that's the exchange rate, but I mean, okay. I remember there was um, when I was looking originally at Kickstarter like four or five years ago, um, maybe four years ago, and the exchange rate was a case. It was like a hundred, a hundred dollars was like sixty quid. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to kind of justify playing that. It was fine, but nowadays it's like it's so close. A hundred dollars is like eighty-five, and I'm having a second think and even say, "Do I really want to bother with this if I'm not going to be getting it right now?" So it's a strange yeah, place. It, it is, and also you know you, you you're spending a hundred hundred pounds on on a game, which basically means you're going to get the game and a load of expansions for the game, or usually or a load of minis or whatever. Um, and and. If you're buying from conventional retail, that would be over a period of time. You know, that would be buy the base game, do I like it, continue on. Yeah, I'll get the expansion and all that kind of stuff. You, but now you've got to go all in. You know, uh, like Mon- Monolith's um, Batman, which I have, I have bought Monolith's Batman actually, uh, but I have played it. I played the demo copy and it's very good. Um, but that was like, you're not going to get this in the shops. You can buy no. this now, or you can no. wait for the reprint when we kickstart it, or you're not going to get it. It's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll get it now then. But. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about is, that. I'm not sure about yeah. that. I, I don't know if that's a lack of faith in your product, or if no, that's I, a case of you know, is it, I'm not. We can only afford to do this once, and we can't really afford to get it kind of out again. I think kind of, I think it's a, a case of I mean, the, the rationale they're giving, and I can understand it, is they lose such a percentage on the middlemen that they'd have to price it so high at retail that no one would buy it because there's a lot of plastic in there. Um, yeah. So they'd rather just not involve the middlemen and just charge the consumers what they would charge the shops to buy it wholesale. Uh, and I can see that. Um, and it's a valid it's a valid strategy, but you've got all this fear of missing out business. And they did a good job of trying to get it out to as many places to demo it. I mean, I know yeah. one of the guys who was demoing it, and, and he was all over the place. Um, so if you really wanted to demo it, you, you, you probably could have done. Um, but whew, it's a lot of money. I think they needed to, though. I think for that IP, I think people... Because it was on the back of Conan. It was on the back think, of Conan. I think people had lost a little bit of... I think if they hadn't demoed it, they would have still reached the... I think they still would have still reached the figures. I don't think they would have reached think, as, as high. As they they, they didn't do as well as they thought they were going to do, I think. No. Um, uh, anyway, it's, it's interesting. I think Conan was a good game. Certainly Batman's a good game. It's just I think there was a few things with the the expansions and things didn't really get play tested, did they? And things as I, I understand, they mm-hmm. they included stuff that you were not playable, basically. Uh, do you? I mean, do you still scut about the Kickstarter stuff, or do you kind of like? Are you kind of like? Mm, okay, I'll I, I, I check f- stuff out. I back very few Kickstarter. I only I only back a Kickstarter if I am confident I will definitely like the product at the end of it, and there's mm-hmm. not often you can do that. I, I think the only Kickstarters I've backed recently have been Mr. Cabbage Head's Garden, which mm-hmm. I'm just in love. I'm just in love with the art for that, so I don't care what the game's like. Yeah. Um, Batman. I did a Pursuit of Happiness expansion because I love Pursuit of Happiness, and I've just backed the football highlights game because oh, I yeah. really like yeah, the baseball yeah. highlights game but I'm probably going to drop that because that will come to retail and I'll just buy it at retail um, probably when it's on discount so I don't really see the point in 
kickstartering that. But the rest of it's too much of a risk for me. I'm kind of, I'm more kind of going down the indie route. I mean, I looked at, um, what did I look at? Horizon Zero Dawn. And then I saw that the delivery date for that was 2020. <laughs> and I was kind of <laughs> like... That's the future, surely. We'll yeah, all be on jet, jet bikes. Exactly. I was going to go, only if you deliver me one of those floating hoverboard things, young exactly. man. But I think... Uh, but it's really weird, because... Um, I think this is one of the things. Is like they've actually said, well, twenty twenty. That's realistic and expected based on our previous um, performance with again. It's like Steamforge, so it's like Dark Souls and Resident Evil. And folk are going, I'm not backing this because they've given an honest answer with regards to delivery. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, <laughs> Tell me it's next week. <laughs> exactly. Tell me it's December. Tell me well, December twenty seventeen. The interesting thing is Monolith. Now you know they've got this claustrophobia coming out. They only have to Monolith. It, that's going to be just delivered as soon as you back it, as yeah. far as I'm aware. They've yeah. already made it, haven't they? Exactly. It's just, just pure pre-release stuff. Now, Which is, that's yeah. that's honest, I suppose. It's it's just interesting. It's just interesting how it's going. But then, it's, again, it's like this whole change on Kickstarter, but we shall have to, I don't know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. As I say, to me, it's kind of like, I'm more likely to look at somebody who's doing like an indie game, microbrew, you know. Yeah, no, I, I must admit I was tempted by Microbrew after hearing them on your your podcast. Um, that sounded that sounded good, um, but I but I haven't done. <laughs> maybe I should have. Maybe I should say I have done just to uh, just to give you validation. Um, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, indie games are too much of a risk for me. Um, if I'm gonna, I want to I want to be able to. I want somebody to review it who I trust, and I don't trust any of the people who do Kickstarter previews. So. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, is there a reason for that? I don't. I, no, I just. I think. Well, number number one, I don't think the Kickstarters would put the video up if it said this is a crap game. Um, mm. And I think there's a lot of shill shilling going on in, amongst some reviewers, um, which is fine. That's how they make the money. But but previewers or whatever, and you do get an overview of the game. But no, there's there's plenty of games out now that. I might want to buy. I don't need to buy some one that's going to be delivered in 2020. <laughs> I know. But I know, but it looks so lovely. Dan, you have not seen this game. This game is the video game in plastic, and it speaketh to me, because Horizon Zero Dawn was one of my most favourite video games of the other year. And Yeah, well, I've played, I've, I've played Dark Souls, so... That's... <laughs> no offence to your previous... Um, Guests yeah. or anything like that, but but fair yeah, warned, fair warned is fair <laughs> but the, mini- the miniatures, the miniatures are lovely. I have got. Oh, well, well that's fine. And if you if you're in it for painting those, then I mean that's half the reason I got the Batman stuff, so I could paint the miniatures because yeah. I do I do like painting, and that's absolutely fine. I've got no problem with that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, you're not. I mean, you're still. I mean, is it intra- Are you going to see? Are you kind of taking this sitting? Wait and see, kind of attitude. Are you? Are you kind of. You sound like you're kind of like sitting back and saying, "Look, I like the hobby. I'm enjoying the hobby, but I ain't chasing the hobby. I'm kind of sitting back and letting the hobby yeah. kind of fold." But, but I, th- I think I think that's a that's a that's a position that most people get after you've you've got your your, your ages of it of uh, board gaming, haven't you? You have got your first year where you're buying everything. Yeah. Um, and then you, you you slowly, after a period of time, start slowing down your collection, and, and you, you find you've got three hundred games, and you only play fifty of them. Um, 
and and the main barrier to you playing a game on your shelf isn't isn't you've got no one to play it with. It's often that you can't be asked reasoning the rules. Um, so, and I've, I've I reached that point about six months ago, and um, yeah, I mean I, I love the hobby. Don't get me wrong. I sometimes I'm burning with a fiery passion for it, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't be can't be bothered going down to games night tonight. Um, but that's a good. I think that's a good place to be. I think that's a, definitely a good place to be. Um, I think I think it's just a, a consequence of, of doing it for five years, and and that's where you get to. You get to be an old man of gaming after five years. <laughs> I remember when this was not but trees, Sonny. I, I was thinking of the other day actually about doing a spoof video and and seeing if I could picture the dice tower, but I don't think I'd take it. Um, of <laughs> saying I'm going to give you my top ten classic vintage games of all time. Number one, Gloomhaven. You know, it's just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh oh, Continent, you, you know, because oh, because because how how quickly do games go out of date? In in because there's this constant need for new stuff that does I something very faintly different to the old stuff. It's like, have you have you played? Have you seen Root yet? No, I've got a friend who's rabid for playing it. Um, I'm so I'm going to play it soon because he's, he's managed to track down a copy. But no, that's 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 a new thing, isn't it? But it won't be by in a month's time. Everyone will have forgotten about it in a month's time. No, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, it's a fa- it's fantastic. I really, really yeah. like it. It probably will be. You'll probably come back to me in a month and go, Root, what are you talking about? <laughs> been out in my garden. Root? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that go vintage root. game. Do you want some turnip? <laughs> Everyone's into hopscotch now. Yeah, exactly. They've released um, Rising Sun. Beyblades. We're all playing Beyblades. Beyblades. We've got back with our Sprite and our Diet Coke um, yo-yos. Oh man, I used to have a Diet Coke yo-yo. Everybody, someone in the eye with it. It was. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Or a Rubik's Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with the rings on? Yeah, that was one of the five rings that you turned from one oh. thing into another. And you just well, used yeah. to get for the go, done, done. And that was the only thing you could do, but you'd get some folk that would turn it into a box with the two bits at the side, and they were just smart arses. And that was yeah. just like absolute, absolute kind of hatred. Um, so it sounds like you've got some exciting things coming up. Well, you've got some steady-paced kind of old man chat. Steady-paced old man chat, yes. I've, I've got this new, I've got two podcasts going on. I've got the uh, the Lee and Dan's Marvel Unlimited Book Club, I think. That's what it's called. I can never remember. I'm, I'm so relaxed about these podcasts, I don't even know what they're called. And the other one's uh, Sporadically Bored with Mike and Dan. Um, so I like putting my name in the title because I'm a narcissist. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've got those two podcasts going on. So if you, you can check those out. They're very they're much like this podcast. They're just talking rubbish, basically. Uh, and expecting other people to listen. Um, and then I'm still doing the stuff over the Dice Tower, Board Game Breakfast. I still yes. am with doing my uh, review with Cora of uh, yes. Exploiting My Daughter for Z-List Internet fame. Um, and that's every second week I'm tending to do those now because I'm running out of kids' games. So I'm, I'm hoping to get a few more at Essen. Um, but, yeah. So we'll see how long that goes. And that'll go on as long as Cora really enjoys doing it, which she does. Um, but as soon as she says she wants to stop, then that's going to stop. And I'm, I'm vaguely toying with the idea of um, resurrecting my Letters from Huddersfield yes. um, series um, uh, and, and moving that over to Board Game Blender, which is another uh, Dice Tower thing. But Z doesn't know about it yet, so we'll see if he accepts it. The <laughs> <But laughs> world exclusive right I, here. I, exactly, but I'm hopeful he's desperate enough to, to accept my, my clap track, which is, which is a, a, 
a, a, a very tired joke at this point where I write to board game designers um, in this kind of weird character uh, of a, a man who is obsessed with his hometown of Huddersfield, which is my hometown, obviously, and yeah. wants them to retheme their board games um, and and t- to feature Huddersfield. And, and the designers have been exceptionally funny and exceptionally nice. I mean, Matt Leacock's been amazing um, mm. with his response to one of mine. I got one back from Bruno Cathala the other day, which which made me laugh. Um, he, you know, the, these really big-name... Um, Steve, Stephen Bonacore, as a, every time he sees me... You know, me and Stephen, we like this. Every time me and Stephen meet up, but he, he um, you know, he 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 gets very excited and says, "Let us feel to me and stuff like that." So, <laughs> it really amuses me. Well, what yeah. we'll do is uh, we will take these links and we'll put them in the show notes so that we have got notes to show, sir. Yes, um, I've, I've got them all collected on a on a on a blog of sorts called Letters from Huddersfield. I think it's called. So I'll, I'll give you a link to that. I, I would recommend you read them, not for my particular babblings, but just to see how funny these designers are who I've been harassing on the email. Um, and most of them, <laughs> at the beginning, for the first five or six, I hadn't published any of them. I just published them on my um, the Facebook group for my local board game club. I wasn't intending doing anything other than entertaining my friends with it. So they don't it's not like they know it's me messing around. It's just this random weirdo writing to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the fact they responded is is, is very very kind indeed. Yeah. But the, I guess the next thing is um is the next version of brass. Yes. I've, I've done brass already. That's the first person I wrote to is uh, Martin Wallace. Of course you have, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, you you never know. I'm, what? Well, he might bring Box, it out. He might bring it out though. You this know, you don't fun. know. Someone's gonna do. I'm I'm gonna harass them until someone does. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Or you could bring it out yourself. I could do. I've got a friend who's semi working on a Huddersfield theme board game, um, and and it's a good one as well. It's my idea, but I can't be bothered uh, developing it. <laughs> but, but it's a good one. It's about the Luddites because the Luddites were. Uh, were a, a thing in Huddersfield. That's where the Luddite movement is very strong in Huddersfield. And some Luddites got hanged by the military um, for killing a mill owner. Um, and it's a, it's a hidden movement game with the mill owners against the Luddites, which is sort of based around brass as well. So, so yeah. That's it's a proper silly. game. Proper game he's designing. Yeah, I, mean, this, I mean, you're taking me back there because I was expecting you to just say, you know, just to come out with something just completely outrageous. You know, no, I think have... I think it's a really interesting it's a really interesting theme. I think we we see lots of games with um, um with the the theme of uh, the industrial revolution, but never from the social side, never from the the people who were harmed by the industrial revolution. Um, it's always from the mill owners' side. You're always you're always a capitalist. You never yeah. you're never one of the downtrodden. Um, and I think it's an interesting theme to to explore. So so no. <laughs> it's just up oh, yeah. So it's not all joking. No, serious. This is serious business, Dan. Serious, serious Luddite serious. business. Serious, serious business. Where else can we find you on the internet webs? Uh, I'm on Twitter, DGHughes28. Um, yeah. I've got a love-hate relationship with Twitter. Um, S- strong uh, handle. As, as probably most people have. Yeah, strong handle, DGHughes28. That's the 28th, the, uh, the age I was when I made the, um, the email address that was attached to, and I'm now 42. So... Uh, yeah, so it's not a very strong handle, but yeah, um, and that's about it, really. That's about it. I think. Excellent. Just consume my stuff. Consume, yeah, enjoy it. Bite and consume it. and enjoy my stuff. <laughs> consume and enjoy my stuff. Take if it. If you want. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> roughly. If you want yeah. to, con- if you want to consume and enjoy our stuff, you can find us on various places on the internet webs. You can go to Twitter and find us on We're Not Wizards. You can go to uh, Facebook and find us on We're Not Wizards. We're on Instagram. Guess where? We're Not Wizards. You can find us on blogs. On brand, man. On brand. Blogs. Impressive. None of this we're number n- business for you, is it? No. Nah. It's all We're Not Wizards. Exactly. It's all we're not wizards. You can go to Blogspot and look at stuff that we've written. It's not just me. There's intelligent people that write stuff as well. You can go to Tumblr. I've no idea why we've got a Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, they put episodes in. MySpace. MySpace at We're Not Wizards. GeoCities. GeoCities, We're Not Wizards. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. (laughs) Netscape. Yeah, that's it. Netscape. Alt, We're Not Wizards. Sinclair uh, Research. Yeah. <laughs> we We've got one of those email phone things that you they used to do. Sinclair used to put out an email phone. No, it was Amstrad, wasn't it? Email phone. It was Amstrad, you type in yeah. We're Not Wizards into that and lift up the handle and you'll get the podcast down your ears. You'll get it's the podcast impressive. down your ears as well. Absolutely. Right we're, on C- we're on CFAX. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Hmm. <laughs> 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 we're also on various podcast catchers yeah. like Stitcher and Speaker and Acast and Podbean. Are you on Spotify? Are you on Spotify yeah, we're on yet? Spotify. Yeah, we are. Excellent. Yeah, we're on Spotify. People are actually listening to us on Spotify, which is, must be weird because they must be going, you know, I'm going to get down with some funky jams. What's this? This isn't a funky so, someone, jam. Someone hijacked my Spotify. I got hacked. And um, they were just listening to Italian techno all the time. So my entire, all my playlists suddenly, all my recommended was Italian techno. It was very distressing. Oh, that's, 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 that's <laughs> It wasn't excellent. It was fantastic. awful. All my nice awful. folk music got turned into Italian techno. <laughs> and uh, remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts as well. And as we say, yeah. um, <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you like what you've listened to, subscribe and like. If you're going to like like us even more, give us a review. If you're going to give us a review, remember, don't give us ten stars because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle, like five. It only goes as high as five. Because it's, it's average. What? It only ever goes... Are you talking about podcast, iTunes? It only goes yeah. up to five. Yeah, that's a joke, Dan. Oh, is it a joke? Oh, okay, right, fine. Don't, don't give realize. us ten. Don't give us one. Give us something in the funny. middle. It's okay. five. Right. It's an average, and we are decidedly average. But the person who's not being average tonight, who's everybody, has to ruin this joke every single week, and I have no idea why. Can't you just leave it alone? I know. Maybe, I it's, maybe it's not funny. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't care. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm stubborn. And I'm not going to change now. There's done 200 of these things, right? If you think yeah. I'm not going to change the joke now, you've got no. another thing coming. Oh, I, I do apologize. I'll, I'll laugh I'm next not gonna, time. It, I'm it's not like becoming re- mildly infuriated. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not rebranding, I'm not rebranding like Madonna or Elton John or anything like that, okay? Five average, 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 but the person who's not been average is the rather wonderful, his lordship, his grace, the cardinal of cards. Cardinal of cards, thank you, yeah. <laughs> The man of meeples, the Duke yeah. of Dice, the king of Tokyo. <laughs> I give you, I give, I give you, Mr. Dan Hughes. Thank you very much for having me.
You're very, very welcome. There's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, sir? I am certainly not a wizard. No, I think. And nor are you. Thank you very much. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Dan. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Dan. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Rollsixes.com. And um, we're going to put C-fax page 732. C-fax page 734. They shifted it right next oh, to the... the to the, the crickets, the cricket saws. <laughs> they always get moved. I mean, it's not like even crickets are as exciting as our show. I have no idea. Anyway, C-fax 734. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but until the next, but until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. A wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.